0: Hi, this is Pastor Daniel Bracken. You're listening to Kings Alaska Podcast. I hope the Word encourages you and you get a touch from God that brings transformation and equips you to experience life with people, power, and purpose. Thank you for joining us. Enjoy the Word. Ezekiel 13. This prophecy is, comes at about 600 B.C. 2,600 years ago. Find verse 3. And we'll read until I stop. This is what the sovereign Lord says. Woe to, to the foolish prophets who follow their own spirit and have seen nothing. Your prophets Israel are like jackals among ruins you've not gone up into the breaches in the wall to repair it for the people of Israel so that it will stand firm in the battle on the day of the Lord that'll do father thank you we thank you for your word of encouragement to us tonight move in power in Jesus name amen you may be seated not going to preach real long to you want to have a time of prayer and we're not going to be here real long tonight but we felt we felt it very important to have a service tonight I, i think once in all the years that we've been pastoring we decided to not have anything on new year's and i don't know i ate too much and sat in bed hearing fireworks going, why didn't we have prayer? Because right. I was praying at home anyway, and and so there are many. Obviously, you can tell by attendance, not very well attended, but that's okay. Because people have traditions, and they do things, and I'm, I'm all for traditions, and I'm all for celebrating with family. I'm all for doing that. This is a tradition I've had with my family since I've been born again, and I'm going to keep it, and I would encourage you to, to um, do what the Lord has you do. And... Uh, watch night services have a tremendous um, uh, tremendous history of watch night services the year was 1900 going into 1901 in Topeka Kansas does anybody know this story I was that a watch night service at a local Bible school there in Topeka Kansas and they believed that having read Acts 2 and studied that that if they had laid hands on each other and they prayed for the baptism of the infilling of the holy spirit that they would be filled with spirit and speak in other tongues so they're like wow that that it's in the bible let's believe god so they did it they laid hands on this lady she got baptized in the spirit she began to speak with other tongues and it happened i mean it just went on for days and ling- linguists came from the university to find out what was taking place and they were speaking in dialects of chinese and all kinds of stuff and the outpouring of the Spirit, the modern day outpouring of the Spirit came on a watch night service. So every watch night service I've, I've ever been to, I think about that, having studied it, I'm thinking, gosh, maybe, maybe you could do something on a watch night service that would really be, be impactful to this generation because we need to see a generation impacted by the Lord. We, come on, somebody say Amen. Can you say a better amen? And so any opportunity to have prayer and to, to seek the Lord, uh, to see transformation and change, I'm going to do it. I, one of the things I've seen, having traveled and spoken to friends across the nation and relatives as well, that, that talked about how churches closed on Christmas. And the same churches that closed on Christmas are also closed on, on New Year's. I'm just going to tell you, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not the kind. We're not the kind. That's not who we are. How I do mean, you close on somebody's birthday? It's his birthday. And, and it's well-meaning. But there's this push by the enemy to get the church to, to just back off and have one service or no service or just go online. I had somebody say, well, it's just going to be cyber churches from now on. <laughs> no, it isn't. We're not turning that off either. We've invested significantly into having a tremendous web stream and and video and all of that in our new building we have the -the state-of-the-art equipment which we're about to use and so we're not against it we're going to use it but it is not the sole means of reaching people and in actual fact you can't call church something that's just online because there's no there's no contact there's no real depth of relationship and i mean you've seen people go to work with nothing you know their boxers on And there's Zoom from here up. That's the the way it is in the spirit with church online. I just don't think you get the full meal deal. You have to come on, somebody say amen. amen. The context of Ezekiel 13, as I began to say, is about 600 years ago. And it talks about these, you've not gone into the gaps to build a wall for the house of Israel there, verse 5. Do you all see that? You've not gone up into the breaches in the wall. Do you know what a breach? Not a bridge. Not a beach. A breach. It's a hole. Uh, Another version says you've not gone up into the gaps in the wall. To repair it. For the people of Israel. So that it will stand firm. The wall was a an invaluable piece of weaponry for the, the, for the ancients. If they didn't have a wall, then you couldn't keep out marauders. We were just in Israel, and we were just at the wall. It's still there. Um, I, who, who was that? We, I forget who was with me. Was it you, Hank? It was, it was um, just a few of us. We went off to the left at the, the, the Wailing Wall. You've got the women the women's side and the men's side. And uh, at the men's side, you can go back in where they study and they read the Torah and you can go back in there and I took a picture of it, but you can look down and see the foundation, the original stones of, of, of the temple mountains that Solomon put there and they're massive stones. You look down and see that and that, that whole, the wall, the the wall of Jerusalem, this Nehemiah talks about rebuilding the wall and here in, in. In Ezekiel, is this, this tremendous rebuke because there were holes in the wall in Israel and if there's holes in the wall, it's like having no front door. That's a, a, good, uh, a good, it's good discipline for, for kids if they, you know, they keep shutting their door and maybe doing things they shouldn't behind the door. Just take the door off the hinges. It's a good thing. You make a big gap in the front. If you don't have a door, if, how many of you have a door in your front house right now? Your apartment, your condo, you have a door. Okay, is it closed? The one that goes outside, is it closed? You would hope you hope it is. I mean, it's not that cold outside. You, you could last a little bit if it's open, but, but it best be closed because the wind can come in. Not only that, bears or marauders or thieves. It's the same picture with a wall. It's the same picture with a wall. The prophet is rebuking them. Woe to you, foolish prophets who follow their own spirits, is another version. You've seen nothing. Your prophets are like foxes in the deserts. You've not gone up into the gaps to build a wall for the house of Israel. One of the th- callings on this church, and when I say this church, uh, I'm King's Cathedral and Chapel, surely, and, and definitely, and as well as us here in Alaska. God has called us to be a a house that's filled with watchmen. Let me run that through one more time. He's called us to be a prophetic house where the the, the fivefold gifts flow, but that we would be a a house that would be filled with prayer and that we would be a watchman. We're a forerunner church here. I'm telling you, we are. And it is very, very important that we stay on the wall and we pray. Now, this starts in your home. I spread read some statistics, Pastor Kirsten, about fathers and, and parenting and children. I wanted to show it to you. I, I will when I get the chance. It's amazing that the, most of the prisons are filled with, with uh, people who didn't have fathers. But there's a powerful role of mother in a house. There's a powerful role of a father in a house. And if you don't have a father, you need to get one. I don't care how old you are. I love this one brother. He's he's probably 20 years older than me. But he he didn't have a dad. And so he sees me as a father to him. And so he says, hey, dad. He he affectionately calls me that from time to time when I see him. We all need a father. He said, well, I don't need one. Yes, you do. Everyone needs. Everyone needs a father, spiritual father. You didn't know your earthly father? Well, I'm sorry about that earthly fathers can't give what they don't have. And so Ezekiel is rebuking these prophets because they've not gone up into the gaps to build a wall for the house of Israel. One of the things that God has called us to do that I believe we have done over this past year is we've gone up into the gaps and we're going to do it again next year and the year after. And the year after it is part of the the kingdom of God. To stand in the gap is to fix the wall or to fix the breach, to protect the city, Make it personal to protect your family. Do you have a prayer time in your family? It, it, you say, well, it's just me. You're a family of one, and you and the Lord are a majority. You say, I'm a single mother or a single father, or, or maybe you're not married. Maybe you're a student. You, you, have to, you have to learn to build a wall around your life. The wall is a picture of the Word of God. You've got to know the Word. Come, we'll give you some points here if you're taking notes. Just, just put the wall as a word. Wall is the word, and and Ezekiel is is correcting them, saying you 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 have to fix the wall. America, the wall is broken down. Who's going to fix it? I've been acutely aware of when I see things that are wrong, my responsibility to fix it, and uh, it can be sometimes maybe you can step out of your area of responsibility, I suppose, and begin to try to fix everybody's stuff. I don't mean that. But there's times where I find myself in public and I hear somebody spouting off a lie about something. And if I'm sitting there and part of a conversation, perhaps, and somebody's sharing something that's not true, I have a moral obligation before God, before them, before my own conscience. I don't let that go by. I can't. I don't mean a conversation that I'm not a part of. I mean I'm one I'm sitting in, like in a sauna, which I've had many. If you go further down, uh, or I should say further along, in the Book of Ezekiel, and you see the Ezekiel chapter 22, you can go there. Would you please? In Ezekiel 22 he begins to delineate and line out this corrective word. And it just fits in such a powerful way with our own culture. And if you go down to verse 23 of Ezekiel 22 in the New International Version, he says this. Again, the word of the Lord came to me, Son of man, say to the land, you are a land that has not been cleansed, or rained on in the day of wrath. wrath. There is a conspiracy in her princes. So he brings this correction to these, first of all, to the, to the princes. He's talking about leaders. I want to prophesy this to you tonight. God is going to deal with leaders across America in an unprecedented way in 2023. He is going to deal with them. You're going to see corruption exposed. You're going to see things come to a head. You're going to, see some, you're going to see the mighty fall. And then it's not that we want mighty to fall, but we want righteousness. Righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people, says the Bible. We're going to want righteousness in the land. I think one of the problems we've had so much, uh, I pledge allegiance to the flag and not a pledge allegiance to God Almighty. I, I am a patriot. That was good right there. I'm a patriot through and through. My highest allegiance is to the Lord. So if you're going to get me to pick between the two, I'm a Christian first before I'm I'm an American. And I'm going to vote. and I'm going to do my job. And I pray that every corrupt system gets exposed. I pray people go to jail and receive. Yeah, I'm praying for mercy, but I pray that it gets corrected. You know, something about correction, I don't really like it but I like what it does for me. Don't shout too much in here. Those those whom the Lord loves, he, he corrects. There is a conspiracy. Verse 25 of her princes. Within her like a roaring lion, they tear its prey like a roaring lion. Does that sound familiar? What's it sound like? Sounds like the definition of, of Satan in the New Testament. He's a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Very similar verbiage. Look at verse 20. Well, let's just take it from there. They devour its people, take treasures and precious things, talking about greed, and make many many widows within her. do you you please see the connection here because of the corruption now he deals with four groups of people so he's just dealing with the first one but because of the princes because there's governmental corruption there's many widows so track with me there's many widows so because there's governmental corruption he's talking about now there's widows because of their greed What's happened is the family has been destroyed. Spouses have been killed. Let's talk about wars and, and maybe needless wars have taken place in, with regards to what Ezekiel is saying. He says, Because of sin, there's this corruption and, and there's widows. There didn't have to be widows. See, it's what he's saying. isn't it not incredible that the way the nation will go the way that leaders go there goes a nation and that affects it all the way down to your little ones all the way down to your children I've seen so many people stoned around town like nodding out at lights uh, just just so out of it and and it's 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 like well it's legal It doesn't make it right. Just because it's legal doesn't make it righteous. It grieves me. Her priests do violence to my law. Oh my, I see this everywhere. Violence to my law, profane my holy things. They do not distinguish between the holy and the common. You know, I I saw just recently a Christmas production it was put on by a church, and what they did is they had men in the church up front dancing with Santa shorts on, no tops, and it was it was a Chippendales Christmas. Now, does anybody? I am not going to even go any further into that, and for the love of God, don't look it up. But for a church to do that, it just seems to me so perverse. And then some of the language, and and my worship team knows it. There, there was that one song that came out like a big. Exactly, the sloppy wet kiss terminology of that song. I don't like that. I don't like. I don't like that. There has to be. There has to be holiness and unholy. There has to be clean and unclean. Everything. It's not all good in the hood. Can somebody say amen? Can you say a better amen? And so there is an endorsement across, especially the Western Church, to try to be relevant. And what's happened is you've lost holiness. Listen, we're going to stand and believe in holiness, and, and we're going to live it, and we're going to model it. Can you say Amen? amen. And they and say basically the priests have not done that. Priest, pastors. Pa- I'm talking to pastors. Don't be afraid of hurting people's feelings. What if they don't come back? It's better off, but believe me, it's better off that you stand before God with a clean conscience and be kind. I mean, I've had to learn that a little bit. Be sweet, be gentle, be loving, model it, live it, and say it. And if somebody doesn't like it, it doesn't matter. You might just save their lives. I like telling this story. <laughs> I've been at bedsides when people have died. Like, I I can't count how many bedsides I've been at when people have died. And if I can get the family out, so the person, when they're dying, if they don't know the Lord, if I can remove everyone from the room and spend just a little bit of time with that person, every one of them gets saved. Never had one not get saved. Not once. So, I had somebody contact me, (laughs) and you're in the room, you might remember And say, oh, Pastor, you've got to come and pray for this guy. He's going to die. I'm like, oh, my gosh, really? Yeah, he's going to die. I'm like, oh, my goodness. Okay. So I call Pastor Vince, and we race down to the hospital right here in town a number of years ago. Race down to the hospital. We get there, and, and the family's all in the room, and it's, you know, it's ICU. And it's like, I look at the guy, and I know what death looks like. And he didn't really look like that, but they told me, you know, he's going to die. So I walk in, and I said, hey, everybody, Pastor Daniel, hi. They're like, we're so glad you came. I said, thanks. Would you all mind if you just stepped out for just a second? Would you just trust me? Because I'm going to get him saved. That's what's going to happen. I didn't say that to them, but I said, that's what's going to happen. So if you could all just step out. They said, well, sure, Pastor. And they all step out, and I close the door, and I say to the guy, now, you understand what's happening here? What? I said, you're going to die. You understand that? i am i said no now hold on a second here's the most important thing (laughs) i was like oh god i just wanted to die i'm like i'm the guy that's telling him he's gonna die he's like i am i said yes we all are (laughs) now you need to get right with god And I led him in a sinner's prayer, and he got born again. And I brought the family back in. I'm like, oh, God, I'm ruined. I'm going to be all over the newspaper, pastor, oh, Jesus. I felt so terrible. I mean, I was really having a hard time with it. I I prayed, and I left, and I'm walking out with Pastor Vince. (laughs) I'm like, I can't believe I just did that. He says, oh, don't worry, Pastor. I'm like, yeah. He's like, no, really, because if he was in hell, he'd really be offended. (laughs) Good point. The most important thing as a pastor is for you to speak and preach truth. And if someone doesn't like it, that is not your responsibility. Listen, I love you. I'm not here to play to you, to give you pablum uh, so you can feel good. And pat me on the back and tell me I preached a nice message. You go home and everything's happy and wonderful. Everything's not happy and wonderful. Sin will kill you. You're either a male or a female. Come on, there's some, I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm going to tell you the truth, and I'll put as much cinnamon and sugar over the top. Pastor Karen will help me try to stay even sweeter than that. But I'm going to preach the Word. And man, that might not be popular, and I'll tell you across America, it's not popular. You know why? It brings a dividing line. It's completely offensive. And people just don't want to hear it. They, they, there's ear tickling. It's talked about in the New Testament. Doctrines of devils. People will preach ear-tickling messages that's the not the way that we should be I'm preaching twice as long as I wanted to but this is good verse 27 her officials are like wolves Wow her prophets are like whitewashed her prophets whitewash their deeds for them by false visions I see that today too Another version says her prophets plastered them with untempered mortar, seeing false visions and divining lies for them, saying, thus says the Lord God when the Lord God has not spoken. It's a picture of greed, a picture of perversity, a picture of debauchery. Look at verse 29. People of the land. The people of the land practice extortion and commit robbery. They oppress the poor and the needy and mistreat the foreigner denying them justice. Wow. In the midst of all these atrocities, crushed down is the cry of God's heart that he would raise up a people and he would raise up someone to go into the gap in all of these areas of influence, in politics, princes, in ministry, priests, prophets, in business. It could be princes also. In business, we need people leading with righteousness and truth and standing up for what God's Word is. That's what God's called us to do. We need to rebuild the walls in our home. You know, there's 23%, 23% of people under... Uh, is it 23%? I forget the statistic. There's so many people living at home now, more than ever before. And when they in previous generations they had their own business they had their own jobs they had their own homes or on their own they're married not the case anymore you make rules in your home if you have people staying in your home you make rules if they don't like it kick them out with the love of God make make a stand in the workplace make a stand in the marketplace take a stand get is there anybody here that's gonna stand in the gap I'm gonna do it in my family. I'm gonna be a good father. I'm gonna be a, a be a good husband. I'm gonna be a, I'm a be a good pastor. I'm gonna be a good citizen. I'm gonna be a child of God. I'm gonna stand in the gap. I'm gonna repent where I need to. I'm gonna speak the truth in love. I'm gonna pray. I'm gonna fast. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna serve God. And I'm going to teach you and impart to you and encourage you to do the same thing. And if that can happen all across the land, then America can have another great awakening. That's, of course, the Lord can do and step over and do miraculous things. But he's called us to rebuild the wall. He's not called us to be like these who are being rebuked.